Here we go. All right, we're right back here with Life Works with Coach Mel. Another great series, series number two, episode number two, Life Works with Scripture. I want to make sure I'm saying that right too, Coach Mel, but we're so glad to have you again here for another great Wednesday, learning more about Scripture, why it works, and how life works with Scripture and understanding that thing. And I'm telling you, it was great last week. Yes, I I enjoyed that very much. And I'm looking forward to this one also as we... uh, as we talk more about Scripture and and how to access Scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, you touched on so much last week, and, you know, sometimes we have Scripture, but we don't know where it originated from, where the Bible came from, and all these books and things, and then the tools that we need in order to study. But you have been able to really break that down for us, and now we know the tools that we need. We talked about that in the last podcast. And listen, if you missed it, go back to Series 2, Episode number 1, and that will prep you for this particular episode so go back and check it out but he's really talking about the different uh, dictionaries we use and the different translations we can use just a really 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 good episode and you were really helping us on five ways to grab scripture yes and i think number one was read yes number two was study right and then number three memorize number four meditate and number five apply apply we have to apply this thing and it's so easy to do yes and we make it so difficult so that's why i like this series that you're going with now so that we all know about the bible we all know about scripture but how do we apply it how do we read it how do we memorize it you know the different there's an app we're going to talk about today on how to help us memorize scripture as well. And so today, uh, Coach Mel, you have a guest with us here today. Yes, we do. I have a guest, and to call him a brand new friend would be an understatement because (laughs) I I met him less than five minutes ago. Yes. But uh, we've uh, we've bonded, Mm -hmm, uh, as mm -hmm. was pointed out to me. (laughs) Yes, that male bonding. (laughs) We've bonded here. So why don't you introduce the guest? I will. We have today E. Josiah. Uh, E. Josiah is a motivational speaker. He's also also a he hates to say this I think but he's also a minister of the gospel uh, he like hates to be called a pastor so he's not that but he is a minister of the gospel uh, motivational speaker graduate of Murray State in Kentucky okay. uh, where he has a criminal justice degree and he um, was team lead of a athletic Christian organization in Murray uh, ransom I think is what he was over there but he's doing some great things coach Mel and okay. and I think you really have a great guest here today he's 23 years old so he brings another perspective uh, from another age group there he's going to bring in today and i'm looking forward to hearing uh the dialogue that you and and e josiah have to get today all right and you can call him e for short i'm sure all right Uh, e E. josiah e that's a long vowel but a short name (laughs) (laughs) it is e it's dragging on out (laughs) yes okay evil it's very nice to meet you and uh appreciate you taking the time to to sit here with us today and uh and talk about this and uh, it, it, it's interesting uh, how different generations that are alive at the same time, mm-hmm. how they reflect on the Bible. And, you know, uh, it, it, it's really interesting that, uh, that you're here with us today because one thing that, that has really been a focus of mine in the last couple of years is, uh, is how to pass this torch on mm. 
the uh, what what we've learned as an older generation, and and really I know you've heard this before, all you folks that are younger than than seven decades, <laughs> you've heard all this before that it's going to go by a lot quicker than you think, and you're thinking, yeah, last year took forever, you know, but right. but I'm I'm telling you, it it really is true. It looks like a it looks like a long highway from this end. But when you get to the other end, you look back and you realize it was just a short journey. Yes. And the, the younger we can begin to realize that time is always passing faster than we think, the better we're able to make decisions on the journey. Yes. Well, and you know, I think Coach Mel at 23, he's probably getting the picture. Yeah, he's... On he's, that age thing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been around long enough to, <laughs> to, to, yeah. to know that... Uh, Life that waits for no things, one. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and that certain things aren't going to last forever. Right, yeah. right. And uh, that's the importance of the Scripture because uh, the promise that God made about the Scripture is that His Word would last forever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's only the forever things that we can become part of and can make a part of our lives, those eternal things right now that really give meaning to the temporary and uh, we, we get all this, we get it turned around sometimes thinking that, that the temporary things give value to eternal, mm. but that isn't true at all. <laughs> it's only the eternal things. And so uh, we're, I'm excited about, about this. I, I love the Bible. I always have. Uh, I grew up uh, with a mother that, uh, that read the Bible. As a matter of fact, I have her Bible. Uh, it's at my house now, sitting on the, uh, a coffee table chest in the living room and it's opened and I look at it every day and and uh, my mom told me that that she was praying over and through that Bible all the time I was growing up praying mm. for me so I know have a special was. connection there yeah and I and can understand some that. people feel like those prayers were answered and some are still wondering <laughs> still waiting for the manifestation yes. right yes <laughs> but uh, anyway we're going to talk about uh, just uh, the scriptures in general again just for uh, a bit of a uh, of a review here, uh, life does work better with Scripture, and it Scripture does. is a tool that can help us uh, make life work better. Uh, the Bible is a big book. It's composed of 66 smaller books. It comes in two sections, an Old Testament and a New Testament. And the main thing to remember is that Jesus of Nazareth is the central figure of the entire Bible. Amen. Jesus Christ, the anointed one. So question for you. Okay. Now, what's the longest book? The longest book in the Bible is Psalms. Psalms. Yes. And uh, that's, uh, that was uh, the, the word psalm. Here we go. We're going to get a, a little nerd word here, a mm-hmm. little nerd moment, but only for a few seconds. The, uh, <laughs> the English word psalms, you wonder, well, why does psalms, I wondered this when I was a child, why does psalms start with a P? And by the way, all this stuff about teaching to people to read by mm-hmm. phonics, mm-hmm. always wondered why phonics doesn't start with an F. You know, but anyway, <laughs> seemed like it'd make more sense. <laughs> but Psalms, of course, starting with a P pronounced as S because it's from the Greek. Mm. And Psalm is the Greek word that, that is the English term song. So the book of Psalms is just a book of songs. It's Hebrew poetry. And look at it as the temple hymn book. And the, uh, the people in the Old Testament times, that was their hymn book. And uh, they sang from that. And so that's the longest book, and that shows the importance that God places on singing and on music and on the arts, Mm. that the longest book in the Bible is a book, is a songbook, 
and it has the beautiful art of poetry. Wow. So it's that's... So, and, and probably in that book, too, because some people, when they're going through things, they don't really know what to say to God. And, you know, I found that I can really just go into a spirit of adoration to God and to praise Him. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that book would be good for those who don't really know what to say. But they can go to that book and find something that they can just speak out of their mouths in adoration to God. Yes, that, that's an excellent point. And uh, just in terms of, of reading and just to read the Scriptures, uh, why is it important to read the Scripture? Well, because um, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Messiah, Jesus Christ, Jesus was his name, Christ was his title, Messiah, and Nazareth was the village that he grew up in. Uh, So Jesus of Nazareth being the central figure, he was promised in the Old Testament through the the Jewish people, to the Jewish people for the whole world. And then he was uh, was revealed, became a reality in the New Testament. And... uh, Okay, so let's go back for that. Okay. Just just a minute. You said in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. say that one more time just for clarity. Okay, uh, Jesus was promised, the Messiah was promised in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And... The reason that we had a need for a promise is because we had a failure in the Garden of Eden. And Adam and Eve disobeyed, and we're going to talk about this when we get to the application section in another episode. But Adam and Eve disobeyed God, and uh, there, there was a consequence to that. They not only had to leave the garden, but they had to leave the, the very presence of God. But God made a promise to Eve. He made a prediction and a promise. The prediction is that the seed of Eve, part of humankind, it's singular seed there, I think it's referring to Jesus yet to come, uh, would crush the head of the serpent, but that the serpent would bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. And so right there early on, the first book of the Bible, (laughs) chapter 3, we see the, uh, the Messiah is introduced, a Savior, someone who's coming. And the way that that was literally fulfilled is that uh, Satan did bruise the heel of Jesus because Jesus now, even though it's a glorified body, we understand it still has scars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so Satan, the deceiver, he bruised the body, the the heel of Jesus. But just like we say now, and and E, you can tell us about this, when you're playing football and you just really beat somebody, you say you stomped them, right? Or you crushed them. All right, well, that, that's the picture there. <laughs> so God told Eve, said, said your seed is going to stomp mm. Satan, the deceiver, is going to crush him. Mm. And so that's what happened at Calvary. Now, where we get involved in this and why it's so important with our interaction with Scripture is that we don't just read the story, we're part of the story. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so when, when we identify where we're part of the story, it's identified in the promise or identified in the New Testament? It's identified in both. Okay. Because we are the recipient of the promise. And, and, uh, and I, I don't know, uh, now, E, you've, uh, you're only 23 years old, right? right. I say only because I can, <laughs> I can barely remember when I was only 23 years old. I, I don't mean any disrespect by that at all because you could say, oh, so you are already nearly 70. So I, 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 I understand how that kind of uh, communicates there. But uh, I would imagine that, uh, that you've already had some experience about the way some things of the world and some things of the enemy can can do some damage to lives. 
Yeah. Correct. You've yeah. probably even seen some. Yeah, I can, I can really see it on the college campus. Um, I, I can say that ministry is a little bit easier to do on the college campus because the students are readily available there as, as to where uh, in church you really, or when you graduate, you're trying to find that home. Right, so we can easily pass out flyers because you know where the students are going to be. Yes. So um, every single week, the, the the I guess like the sermons that I speak on is easy. Yes. Because I can talk to the students personally, and I know exactly what they're going through. Uh, but the struggle that I see in a lot of students are finding their God-given authority in their purpose inside of life. Um, and when you talk about Jesus um, ha- having a bruise, I never thought about it that way. Especially when you talk about um, like me playing football, because <laughs> I, I remember it was a hit that I like. <laughs> it, it was a hard hit, and the crowd went boom. Like they, they, they were they were excited, but for me, I think I had a concussion, but I didn't tell anybody. But it was a big hit. It's on my yes. highlight tape, but it it still got the job done. Yeah, I was still able to come through victorious from it, and I and I and I find that parallel when you said that with Jesus Christ. Yes, yeah, very good. And listen, uh, I mean, we might as well take a life moment here. Just what I heard in your voice when you said, when you described the, I heard some excitement when you described ministry on the campus and that it was easy in a way. And uh, I really feel like that the Lord may be calling you to continue, even though once you separate yourself from being a student, that the Lord may still have a place for you on college campuses. And I hear that in your voice. Yeah, like, and really the, the experience that I have right now is serving as a vice president of the organization uh, with the Student Executive Leadership Council. Um, and the college campuses is actually seven of them in three different states. So I'm overseeing the campus leaders and serving as a liaison between the campus and the alumni. So uh, when I say like easy, ministry is hard. <laughs> I yeah. say like that, but it's easier because the students are accessible. Like, you yes. know where they are. Like, it's hard to run away from your class. It's hard to run away from your dorm. Like, I'm going to see you. <laughs> right? So, so it's, it's like that. <laughs> you do have to come home to roost sometime. I mean, your parents yeah. are paying for a bed, and you are going to use it. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Right. Sooner or later. Okay, yeah, that's that's very good. And I, But I did want to, to put that in there, that I, that I heard something in your voice, and um, I saw something in your spirit there. Yeah. about uh, maybe a, a way that the Lord would open doors for you to continue in a ministry. So I would just wow. encourage you to, uh, to seriously consider that. Oh, yeah, thank you uh, so much. I yes, and, and being able to, to expose people to Scripture uh, early and often, and I don't just mean early in life, I mean early in the day. Uh, I can tell you just because of the, the, the wonderful uh, smartphone that seems to be dumbing down so many people. Mm. Uh, it has Sad more to game. do with the way you use a smartphone as to whether it dumbs you down or not. But uh, this is just a, a habit that I have made with the Word. I bookend my day with the Scripture. The first app I open in the morning is the Scripture. The last app I look at at night is the Scripture. So I would encourage you uh, so to be addicted to a smartphone, no, I'm addicted to Scripture, and smartphone is a tool. So let's talk about that app for a minute. And we're not giving a plug for this app, but we're just talking about the tools that you're using. So what's that app you go to in the morning? Okay, uh, uh, there are several apps. Uh, one is, let's see here, one is just the U version. Mm-hmm. 
of the we Bible. We spoke and, about that last. Yeah, we last spoke week. about that some, mm-hmm. and now, and there, there are a lot of different uh, tools that uh, are available. the 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 U version app of the Bible is is kind of like a tool kit. It's not just a tool. Mm-hmm. It's a whole tool kit. You can you can read in a lot of different versions. Uh, there are a lot of different devotionals. You can. Uh, you can access music and even meditation videos from that, and so I would really encourage that. Uh, another app that I use quite a bit that I that I book into my day with is uh, the Blue Letter Bible, and uh, that is an app that that is going to get us into the second step of getting a grasp on the scriptures, and that's study because we have to have a little more than just than just the the written print there uh, to study. To studying is going a little bit deeper, and so the Blue Letter Bible is a very good app for that. Uh, then we might as well go through these tools while we're talking about it now. Then we'll come back and talk a little more about mm-hmm. some in detail. But uh, So we read, we study, then we memorize. Now, there's an app for, for memory that uh, for to help Scripture memory, and it's called the Bible Memory App. And it's, uh, you know, most all the apps are just a, a, a small square with rounded corners, and this is uh, kind of white. And it has like a, a, a red-paged open Bible with like a cross in the middle of it. So you'll be able to find that Bible memory app. And I've been using that for uh, probably a couple of years. And uh, go ahead and invest some time in it because until you mem- begin to memorize Scripture, you cannot renew your mind. Your mind cannot be renewed just by reading and studying. Mm-hmm. Your mind can be redirected but we don't start the actual renewal process until we start memorizing the Scripture. Because when you memorize something, it actually becomes part of your process. <laughs> mm-hmm. And once you put something as part of your process, then you have surrendered control of it to control you. Now, that's a very important point there about it every is. kind of process. That, so you get in a habit. I remember a fellow telling me one time that bad habits are hard to break, and I said, yes, but so are good ones. Mm. (laughs) So let's get some good habits and let those become part of the process because processes are what control us. Mm -hmm. But we have the authority and we have the opportunity to choose our processes. And so scripture memory there is very important. And then uh, the fourth one is meditation. You can't meditate on Scripture till you first memorize. I was going to say that those two kind of work hand in hand. And then it's also good to have it in your spirit. So if you were to come against some type of opposition, you can always pull, go down into your yes. memory bank, if you will, and pull a Scripture that's relevant to what you're going through, and then that can kind of help you through that process. Yes, exactly mm-hmm. right. And and that, that's why the meditation is important. The, uh, the the if I could kind of compare this to uh, to physical food because mm. the scripture does talk about it being spiritual food and feeds our spirit and our soul. Uh, reading is is kind of like the aroma of food. Uh, we're, we're exposed to it. Uh, we have a natural attachment to it. There's something that draws us to scripture. Uh, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's great literature. Um, and there's there's always a character somewhere in the Bible that we can identify with. Uh, we'll talk about that. That's a that's a wonderful thing. And so reading is kind of like the aroma and kind of just looking at a at a buffet. I say that and and E's eyes light up over there because he I can tell he loves buffets. Uh, yeah. I love to eat, but yes. with COVID it's kind of like un- 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it right now, but yeah. I still risk it though. <laughs> I'm vaccinated. I do it. It's worth the risk <laughs> yeah, with the vaccination. All right, and uh, so then, so then, studying is kind of like uh, helping your plate, mm. helping your plate, and maybe tasting a little bit and seeing what you like. Going into a little more detail about it, uh, memorizing the scripture is uh, it is actually chewing it up. That's where you begin the digestion process. And uh, it's chewing it up. And then you swallow it, and that's the memorization. When it actually becomes part of you, <laughs> uh, when you digest it. And if we don't memorize the Scripture and meditate on it, it's just like, it'd be just like you walk into this big buffet. Of uh, course, one of your favorite buffets to, to eat. It was Golden Corral. Golden Corral. Boy, okay, I, I hear some people saying, oh, yay, Golden mm, Corral. Meet mm, you at the mm. Golden Corral, right? <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people who love Golden Corral. Yeah. And uh, so just imagine now if you just went to Golden Corral and you went in and you just smelled all the aromas and you just walked through and looked at everything, and then, but you didn't eat anything. Uh, it wouldn't do you. It, I mean, it's still pretty. It smells great. But it's, it's really not much benefit except mm-hmm. just for you to see that, hey, this, this is appealing. Right, right. All right? And so that's what reading is. Reading is, is to give us the, mm-hmm. the aroma, to give us the, uh, the sight of, of uh, a visual of, of, yes, this is good. This, this can be helpful. But then we have to take that step to, to study. We have to serve our plate, and we have to uh, put it in our mouth, and we have to chew it and then swallow it. And meditation is to uh, meditation is to memorization what digestion is to eating that's it's a it's a good comparison yes. because we all can relate to that we all have to eat we all like great food yes. so i like that comparison cuz it just makes it a little bit more realistic yes and and that, and and you know you can't you can't digest any food that you don't eat right that, that's just the way it is <laughs> you know what you can't gain weight either well, you're right about that. That might be a new way of eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always kind of wondered why uh, why they say that uh, that a that a uh, a quick way to, to lose weight. Uh, it, it's interesting that they call that fasting, right? Mm-hmm. It's a fast, mm-hmm. a quick way. So anyway, just a little nerdy <laughs> word there. But uh, okay, so we we meditate in order to digest. And then once we digest that, it gives us strength. And you don't get any energy from any food until you digest it. Mm, that's good. And so that's why meditation and, and memorization and meditation, those are two relationships with Scripture that uh, aren't real popular right now. And I, I keep uh, – it, it's, it's not necessarily that difficult uh, to find time to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if, if, if you'll use an excuse, then you'll use any excuse. Any excuse will do. Any excuse will do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I like to challenge people, and uh, I tell them whatever excuse they give me about why they don't read, study, memorize, meditate, or apply Scripture, any excuse that they give me, um, I, I just refuse to take it. Right. And, with, you know, and even back in the day before we had the smartphones and such, you know, the excuse was, well, I need to find my Bible and I need to, you know, it's hard to understand. But, I mean, all of those excuses have been really erased. I mean, because the first thing we pick up in the mornings is our cell phone. And so we have it right there by the bed or, or the nightstand or wherever it's going to be. So you always have your Bible on you. Yes. Uh, if you don't understand it, you can Google it. 
you know, so there's so many yes. things that I really believe God has put in place for us to get rid of the excuses. You know, at this point, if you don't do it, it's because you don't want to. Yes. Not because you can't. And, and that, that's the reality of it. Okay, so, so in, in reading the Bible, we, we have opportunities to, to read a lot of different versions. Uh, so, Eve, do you have a, a, a favorite version that you like to read the scriptures in? Yeah, so like my go-to is the NIV. Okay. Um, and then just because I'm a millennial, so like the King James Version, I like uh, these and thou's. And like okay. I didn't grow up reading that. So um, that's my go-to. But then I also like the Message Bible because of my mom, uh, because it just breaks it down a little bit more. And I like the concordance as well to dig down a little bit deeper yes. uh, and getting down to the root. So it opens up a lot of synonyms of what that one word could mean. Yes. So. All right. Very good. Okay. The NIV that he mentioned there is the mm -hmm. new international version. And uh, that, that came back in the, uh, the seventies. And so it's uh, it, it's pretty old version now, but it's, uh, it's been uh, well accepted. Um, it's uh, a version that was uh, not an update of the King James. Now, the new King James version is simply mm -hmm. an update, just updating a few words. But the probably the these and the thous that he was talking about. Yeah, they're gone from the new King James version. <laughs> but the NIV, New International Version, it, it, it's truly a, a translation where they went back all the way to, to not necessarily the oldest. Some of them were the oldest, but others the most reputable manuscripts available and translated direct from the original language, Hebrew in the Old Testament, Greek in the New, and to translate that then into English. Mm. Now, uh, the Bible has, uh, has been being translated for thousands of years. Uh, the Old Testament was translated into Greek uh, about uh, 200 B.C. by uh, a group of, uh, of, of Jews who were uh, very educated, in, uh, in the Greco-Roman world, and they saw a need to have the scriptures in the language of the people, so they translated the Old Testament into Greek. And then Jerome, who was uh, a scholar uh, in uh, the time after Christ, uh, in the 300s, he actually translated from the original Hebrew and the original Greek, he translated into Latin. And then that was the version that was used uh, by the church, uh, primarily the, the Catholic Church, for uh, thousands of years, a couple of thousand years almost there. And uh, we, we had some, some challenges with that. Uh, there were some people who came along and said, well, we need the Bible in other languages other than Latin. Uh, you know, the Bible was, was a, a book that was written for every person, for all time. And it really bothers me that some people feel like they own the Bible and that they own the translation of it. No, that isn't true. Your creator gave you a letter, a love letter, and that's the Bible. Mm -hmm. And he gave you the intelligence that you're able to read it and understand it. <laughs> and I can tell you, 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 don't, you can have other people's ideas and uh, knowledge that can help you but you, you, can, you can figure it out. It's, it's simple enough. Don't get hung up on the real difficult passages. There, there's enough that's very clear. There's enough in the Scriptures that can be understood by a third grader mm -hmm. to keep me busy applying that truth for the rest of my life. <laughs> so let's don't get hung up on the hard passages. Right. Let, let's, let's get these things that are easy to read and easy to understand. And, and you know, I think, too, 
having a hunger for it or a thirst. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember in, in when uh, I was expecting. And being hungry, expecting is different than being hungry and not expecting. Okay. Right now, I can be hungry and I can wait. Expected hunger is different. Okay. You cannot wait. You will not wait. And you shall not wait. So, you know, you go immediately. And so when I think about that, uh, I think about, you know, having that hunger that pregnant women have. It's a hunger that you have to hit it right then. It's, it's, it's aggressive hunger. You know, you want to eat right now and you want to eat a whole lot of whatever it is that you want to eat. And so I think that as it relates to scripture and the word, I believe that God delights uh, in us having that type of hunger. You know, it's yes. a hunger that, you know, it, it's hard to satisfy it because you are just so aggressive and wanting to eat. At okay, that and I want to just uh, leave us with this thought here. Uh, you said that as an expectant mother, okay, if you'll go back to my last letter on hope, it was expectancy for us all to have that expectancy with, within us. And E, you're a 23-year-old healthy young man, but I can tell you right now God wants to birth something through you. And you are expectant with a God-sized dream. (laughs) And that can only be satisfied with the hunger as you satisfy that hunger from the Word of God. Thank you Mm. so much. Amen, guys. What a way to end this episode. Episode 2, Series 2, Life Works Better with Scripture. We're talking today about the breakdown, the translations. We had an awesome guest here. Uh, yes. Coach Mel had uh, E. Josiah in as a guest. And I mean, it was just a great dialogue today from a, a millennial's point of view. And, the, you know, us uh, younger, a uh, little older millennials, that's what we are. <laughs> We're a little older millennials, you know, but it was just a great uh, opportunity and a great dialogue that you guys brought to the table here today. And I'm telling you, Scripture is the key. If you understand it, don't let it intimidate you about certain words you don't understand. Go on to something that you can. And like yes. I like what you said. It's a love letter. Yes. It's a love letter to uh, the readers that have it. So, guys, listen, be sure to reach out to Coach Mel at lifeworks.coach. That's lifeworks.coach. Go out there and check out that website. Also, if you need to contact him, email him at contact at lifeworks.coach lifeworks.coach contact at lifework.coach that's the email he's easy 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 to reach out to and easy 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 to grab all right guys we'll see you next wednesday right here with life works with coach mail